Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and every week I get to talk to some of the best speakers in the business. And today is going to be one of those days because today we are joined by my long term friend, Patrick Henry. Hey, Patrick, welcome back to Speakernomics. Thanks, Tom. It's good to see you. So Patrick was on Speakernomics last year when we did a tribute episode to Jeannie Robertson. And Patrick came on. He had worked so closely with her for so long and shared so much about about her love of the business and her expertise in the world of humor. And at the end of the episode, he joked with saying, maybe someday you'll have me back to talk about my expertise. And of course, I said, that's not going to happen. But here we are today talking to Patrick Henry. And the focus of today is how to run your business like the COO, not the CEO. So Patrick, during the last two years, during the pandemic, had to, like so many of us, make a pivot. And one of the things that he did is he founded a company in the eco-friendly herbicide business, making chemicals that would be like Roundup that are more conscious on the environment. And so he serves in the role as COO for that company and they're growing fast, they're doing a lot of things and he has taken a lot of what he learned as a speaker and brought it into this business and now there's things he's learning in this business that he's bringing back into his speaking business. So Patrick, what are two tips that you have for speakers on how to run their business like the COO? Well, thank you, Tom. Um, Well, first of all, learn a little bit about everything. Too many times we we rely on experts, which is great because people drill down into their expertise, but I need to know a little bit about everything so I can manage the process. And secondly, uh, weekly micro planning sessions. We as speakers talk about strategic planning and long-term goals, yearly goals, but it's important to every Monday for us. I got to know what our inventory is, what's sitting on the floor, what um, is going on every day throughout the week so I can uh, be the most effective. And I think as speakers, we need to drill down and look at it from a micro level as well. Oh, Patrick, I'm looking forward to, to learning all about this. For those of you who don't know Patrick, what he does is he manufactures safe and effective alternatives to Roundup. Think weed killer, everybody, for people who really care about the environment. He also has had over 20 years as a professional speaker, and he's a former songwriter. He's a humorist who is featured on Sirius XM radio and in his speeches, he talks about how to really elevate the customer experience. But the interesting thing about Patrick is previous to this job where he started Monarch Kim, 
He never really had a corporate job in his whole life. He was a songwriter, and then he spoke to high schools, and then he spoke to corporations and associations, and now he's COO of this company. So I thought it would be fun to talk to him about how these worlds are now all intertwined in his life. So Patrick, let's go back to 2020 when the pandemic hit and the live meetings industry sort of got turned upside down. What happened? I don't want to go back. <laughs> so, well, first of all, let me just just call it the obvious um, 800 pound grill in the room backwards from most people. I went from entertaining people from the stage to following my dreams and went into the chemical business <laughs> a little bit back, backwards. So 2020, um, I can remember speaking to John Petz and he said him saying, man, this thing that's going on in China right now could really impact our business. And I went, nah, <laughs> you know, you know, you, you say that, but it's true. I kind of said the same thing. I'm like, oh, they're going to lock us down for two or three weeks. But by June 2020, we're all going to be back out on stage. It never dawned on me, even though really smart people were saying this is a big deal. I was the same way. I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. That's because we're not the smart people, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so like everyone else who's listening right now, my year just evaporated overnight. And I did what a lot of people did. I crawled into the fetal position, felt sorry for myself. And then a couple months later, I get a call from my college roommate. And he said, what are you doing? And I said, well, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm eating Cheetos and watching Netflix. What are you doing? And so he had told me about this opportunity. Now, keep in mind, both of my roommates from college became millionaires. I had to follow my dreams, move to Nashville. But um, and so he had, had a lot of success as an entrepreneur. And so he said that he was approached by a guy there in a Mardi Gras group together who is a chemist. Now, his name is Lon, and Lon is in his 70s, and he had retired from the chemical business, mainly in concrete. But he never stopped tinkering and inventing. And so he had created this herbicide, and I say herbicide, a lot of people are, are cringing right now, saying, no, it's pronounced herbicide. Go talk to a bunch of ag folks in Alabama and Georgia. It's herbicide. And so um, he invented this herbicide that was organic, that was eco-friendly, that was safe for the environment, safe for people, and he wanted to take it to market. So he asked my roommate if he would help him. And so he studied up on it, and he called me and said, what do you think? And I said, well, i got to see it, but uh, if, if you want somebody to partner with you, I'm, I'm in, as long as I don't have to put any money in. <laughs> and so we started Monarch Kim. So over the next few months, having not been a financial investor, I needed to prove my worth. And so I spent the next few months just pouring over EPA compliance and, and, and studying these chemicals. And, and I realized, well, it's not truly organic, so we got to stop calling it organic, but it is eco-friendly. And I, I just learned everything I could about the business. And I became indispensable, knowing that if I was fired, I'd take the whole thing down with me. And so, um, so anyway, we started Monarch Kim and we went to market last July. We're now talking to Home Depot, um, you know, some major box stores. I probably shouldn't have said that. And um, it's just flying. And I, mean, I was on before with this interview, I was on with our attorneys and we're talking about, um, I mean, it's just, it's just exciting. I don't even know how to say it without getting 
excited. Well, it's interesting because you're right. So many people in the speaking business come out of a corporate background. They founded a company or they worked for a company and they grew the company and then they follow their dream and they go and they become a professional speaker. And, and that's where we have we go with our careers. That was my path along the way. But sure. the last couple of years has turned everything upside down for so many people. And I think it's one of those things that like I also I went to work part time doing business development for a executive search firm, uh, helping companies find their CEOs, CFOs, COOs, etc. And a lot of people said, oh, Tom must be dropping out of the of the speaking business. He's taken this job with this international company. And my thought was, no, I've taken this job with this great opportunity that came my way that I will do probably for years and years and years to come, even if, if you know, as the speaking business comes back. But a lot of people see that and they think, oh, have you left the business? Have, have you encountered some of that? Of course, um, from you, <laughs> when you were asking me if I wanted to do this interview, <laughs> I mean, I'm very sensitive to saying that the pandemic, that there was a benefit to the pandemic because so many people have lost so much. One of the benefits for me was that it really shook me out of my groove for 20 years. I've done this business, the speaking business, and it become pretty um, I'm not going to say easy because there's nothing easy about this type of business. It's simple. Um, you develop a reputation. People call, you show up, you do what you do and you get paid. I would never were it not for the pandemic. If I had been approached, I would have said, I can't do that. I don't have time. Well, it turns out I do have time. I'm speaking now. I'm booking speeches. Now, obviously, I'm not speaking 100 times a year, but I'm being much more selective. My confidence level in quoting my fee and sticking to it is through the roof because, you know, I've got this other income coming in. And also, you know, back to the chemical business, we're in a very unique position. And, and there's got to be a lesson for speakers in here. We're in a unique position because... Right now, I don't know if you know this, but Roundup is coming off the shelves by 2023 because Bayer paid out $10 billion in settlements. They're pulling it off the shelves to mitigate risk. So this is leaving a gaping wide hole in the herbicide market. Well, also, because of the lawsuits, the public's saying, wait a second, this stuff's dangerous. We want a safe alternative. So we're in this position where we're primed to fill that hole. Well, what's happening is I'm making calls to you know high-level calls, and they're calling me back in 30 minutes because they're desperate for this product or for a product, um, a replacement. Well, I didn't really have that kind of success as a speaker. They didn't call me back in 30 minutes. But it's because we fill a specific need. And one thing as a speaker, if we fill that specific need, we're not a generalist, so to speak, and we can communicate that to a buyer, your phone will ring in 30 minutes. And so that's one thing I've taken away. What was your question? <laughs> no, you, you answered that question. I'm, I'm going on. Now we're going to go unpack your tips. So I love this idea that what you said was you took on this job. You didn't have a background in it. You certainly didn't have a corporate background. And so you had to prove yourself as being indispensable and you dove into everything that the company needed and you serve in this role of COO. So now you're learning, wow, the COO is a really important role, maybe in some ways more important than the CEO when it comes to all of the operations of the company. So let's yeah. take this, let's take this back to what you've learned and how it applies to those of us in the speaking business. So your first tip was learn a little bit about everything. Let, let's go deeper on that. 
Okay. I don't know what idiot made me in charge of accounting. (laughs) (laughs) Me. What has two thumbs in charge of accounting? This guy. So obviously as a startup, you know, our rule, we have two rules. One rule is we don't spend on money on anything that doesn't bring money back in. Okay. The second rule is what we call the boat test. If you don't pass the boat test, we don't do business with you. Meaning if we wouldn't want to spend a day on the boat with you. And I'll tell you some funny stories about how that test has worked out for us so far. But as far as knowing a little bit about everything, before I hire an accountant, I will have delved into QuickBooks and learned so much about QuickBooks and how to process our orders and, and, and receive inventory and things like that, that I can keep my eye on the process. And I literally, we bought it QuickBooks and I just, and it was back and forth between QuickBooks and Google, QuickBooks and Google. How do I do this? And I found that also, it was funny, I was talking to our bottler today. We have a bottling company in Tennessee that does a lot of our packaging. And so he was telling me how to do something. And I just started laughing. I said, do you get the impression you're working with somebody who just woke up one day and said, I think I'll start a chemical company. (laughs) And he said, don't worry. Five years ago, I was exactly where you are. So, I mean, I ask questions, but a lot of, I'm an experiential learner. So the need presents itself. And then I got to figure out how to fill that need. So QuickBooks, um, it's funny. I used to work for a record company. I did have some corporate experience back in my twenties. I worked for a record company in Nashville and because I had the, I could never get the warehouse manager to get me my product pulled when I needed it. Cause he drank a bit. I learned how to ride, ride the forklift. I paid the guy 20 bucks to teach me how to drive the forklift. And so When I say I drive the forklift, I literally go down to our plant and I'm jumping on the forklift, pulling totes. I know shipping. I know a little bit about all areas so I can manage that process. I don't do everything myself, but I know how to do everything. So let's take this down now for speakers. What are some things that maybe when you were running your speaking business for 20 years, you outsourced and didn't know how to run? What is it that speakers need to do to take this advice of getting your hands dirty and diving in? Okay, first of all, everybody learn how to edit their own videos. It's not that difficult. I, don't, I can't tell you how many speakers I know that they're, they're paying a ton of money and they're waiting a ton of time to edit videos. Now, I'm not talking about big productions like Chuck Gallagher. I mean, everybody knows Chuck. He's amazing at these videos he does. Do not replace Chuck. But when it comes to, to, to minor clips, you need to know how to do this. And if you don't, get on Google, get on the Google machine and, and learn how to do it. There is some wisdom in hiring people who are experts in certain areas, but there's certain things that people can do for themselves. They're just afraid to do it. At our last interview, I was talking about Jeannie Robertson and how I used to produce this show that we did. And the joke was that every time she would start to learn how the technology worked, I'd throw another cable on the floor to confuse her. You know, <laughs> people are scared to death of technology. There's nothing to be scared of. You can learn it. So the other thing that you said as your tip was to do weekly micro planning. Hey everyone, it's Taylor from SpeakerFlow. Uh, cool episode so far, huh? Well, hey, anyway, look, Winter Conference is coming up and we have got an awesome special in store. If you've been ready to jump on the SpeakerFlow bandwagon, now is the time. During the conference, February 25th through the 27th, if you book a demo with us or if you purchase before the last day of the conference, you'll get $500 off any tier of SpeakerFlow CRM. That's up to 50% off, so don't sleep on this. For those already using our CRM, come by and ask us about SpeakerFlow Accelerator. See you there.
The other thing that you said as your tip was to do weekly micro planning. And we have talked, in fact, we had Mary Kelly on the show a couple of weeks ago and we talked about big picture strategy and tactics, but you're saying it's not just the big strategy. Every single week, you gotta be looking at the minutia inside your business. So what have you learned in the last year and a half and how does that relate back to speakers? Well, first of all, we do have a, a, a team meeting every Monday at 1230. Now we're all zooming in and now that, that's nothing unique. Um, it's important to stay connected. But as far as the micro planning, every Monday I get a report from our bottler. He tells me exactly what's on the floor. Exactly. You know, um, I have meetings with uh, another warehouse guy down in Alabama. Um, I talk to the salespeople and we have a, a, a weekly session just to, to, to plan out the week. Um, we don't think long-term. We think what has to happen in the next 48 hours, 72 hours in order for us to keep going. Because in this business, I mean, I'm sure it could happen in the speaking business too, but I never experienced it. One thing goes wrong. There's a chain of events that will leave you breathless. We had that happen with a, um, our first pallet that went out was mislabeled by our former bottler. And so they, they labeled uh, ready to use as concentrate. So these people are cutting it four ounces to the gallon. So they're basically spraying water on their, on their plants. I mean, I'm getting calls saying it's greener now than when I sprayed it. Well, that was horrifying. So I called the, our sales guys and basically was honest about it. And it all worked out. We pulled product, but those weekly uh, micro planning sessions are, are really important. And you know, I want to transition into our, into our boat test. You know, when we had that, you know, go wrong, we called our distributor. I, I did. And I said, I got to be honest with you. This is what happened. And his response could have been pull all the product, give us our money back and it would have destroyed us. Instead, he said, well, one, I'm glad to know that th th there's a reason that your product does work, you know, and also we'll work with you. This guy, helped us. He, uh, he boosted us up and he saved us as far as I'm concerned. And we'll always give them preferential treatment, but he's also a good guy. He's someone I would want to spend the day on the boat with. Um, we're in a meeting with a major chemical company and this guy was such a jackass, uh, excuse me. And, um, and he kept, I mean, we kept calling him boss hogs. He had a leather vest on for God's sakes, but he was so obnoxious that I'm getting texts under the table from my partner across the table saying does not pass boat test. And so we didn't, we didn't do business with them as speakers. We have so many opportunities. Um, oftentimes we, you know, and I'm guilty of it too. We just follow the gig no matter what, when sometimes we need to say, step back and say, you know what, this isn't the kind of client I want to do business with. And if we're able to do that, I think we maintain our integrity, but also we just, what, what we're putting forward in the marketplace is as a speaker of integrity, as, as a speaker of conviction. So what are some of the things every week that you're going to start looking at in your speaking business because of what you've learned through this experience to be able to have that micro planning and being able to handle it? Let's take this back to the speaker. What should we be doing wow. every Monday if we're a team of one? Well, I mean, from a, let's look at it from a sales perspective. And I've talked about this with speakers for years about creating your hit list. And, but I think that instead of just saying, these are the, these are the clients I, to whom I want to speak. I think that we need to first create that weekly list of who we're going to call on, but not just 
actually pick up the phone or email, but it's how do we reach them? How do we touch them? And so, and create these very specific tactical methods of reaching out to them. Even if we're doing a podcast, it's how are we going to reference specific clients that we want to be in front of? I mean, I just think we need to every week create a strategy for the week, not just a yearly or monthly strategy or quarterly strategy. So, Patrick, last week here on Speakernomics, I interviewed David Horsager, and one of the tips. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he'll listen to that. You'll be hearing from David, I'm sure. What what a mean person he is. (laughs) So one of the things that he said in that episode was he talked about in order to sell more as a speaker, to be more successful, one of his tips was about having more depth of experience. And he talked about that you can do that through research, you can do that through a lot of different things. But one of the ways to have a real deep depth of experience to make you a more marketable speaker was being able to have experiences off the stage that you can then bring onto the stage. Mm -hmm. Over the last year and a half, the depth of experience that you've had as a business person, and I know this because we're friends and, and we talk often, is bigger than anything that you've ever experienced throughout your career. How do you take what you've learned now as COO of Monarch Kim, how do you take that into your speaking career and your experience making you more effective for the audience and more marketable to those who hire you? Well, I mean, it's exactly that. And quite frankly, I've not really restructured my brand as a speaker in, in through the lens of, of COO of Monarch Kemp because no one's heard of us yet. <laughs> now, if all of a sudden a year from now we're, we're on every shelf in, in Home Depot and Lowe's and all that, and people know, know the brand, uh, then obviously it has a little bit more gravitas, but I, I just speak personally and I don't make judgment on any speaker. Um, everybody's journey is unique, but for me, I really, kind of started to I'd gotten into this into this valley of sameness the same types of clients a lot of the same speech you know we always joke around it's easier to find a new audience than new material but when you start coming up, up on, a, on a song or a bit of material you go oh <laughs> it's time to, time to write new material but it's mainly it was mainly my, my, my mindset was starting to cannibalize itself you know the same client same type and so this definitely gives me more uh, a firmer position to come come from from a, uh, as a business speaker. We finally get to see if a lot of the stuff I've been talking about for twenty years works. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're not just talking about leadership. Now you are the leadership. Right. And and the thing is, on uh, you know, on the flip side, delivering a sales presentation is second nature. I'm sitting with these C-suite executives and they're all howling, laughing, you know, because I go into them, you know, my partners are, are like, you used that joke last time. Yeah, but they didn't hear it. <laughs> Speaker. <laughs> and also, I mean, there's a certain mystique around the C-suite that a lot of people, and I'm not, I don't consider myself in the C-suite when you're, when you're on a forklift and you're mixing chemicals, but Calling on these people, I've got a lot more confidence now in having these conversations than I would have a couple of years ago because I realized that it doesn't matter how high up they are up the ladder, they're just people. They're you know they make mistakes that they're turned on by the same things that we all are, and so we just got to find those buttons. So when we started off, you said that you know 
you don't want to ever make light of what everybody's been through the last couple of years, but you learned over the last couple of years that you actually do have time to be a speaker and pursue starting and growing this chemical company. And I think for a lot of us, it's been the same thing. I think, and I'm already starting to experience this, that I'll look back in two years and say, wow, that was a great experience for me because it did cause me to get out of my comfort zone. It caused me to get scrappy, to pivot, to go out and try new things. And because of that, I think it makes me better at the craft as a speaker. So as we look out to the audience of, of people we know and people we don't know in the speaking industry, what advice do you have for people who maybe because of the shakeup, they've had to take on different types of income, either within traditional like coaching and training and other things speakers do or something entirely different. Like I went to work for an executive search firm. You founded a chemical company. What advice do you have for speakers about living in multiple areas? Well, there's time for, for me, there was time for everything. Now, obviously I'm not going to be a hundred speech a year person, but quite frankly, I really don't want to. This is very interesting to me. I believe that there's room for a healthy speaking business in addition to other ventures. And quite frankly, it makes you a more interesting person when you allow that speaking should be an extension of, of who you are and what you do. I believe. Um, now for me, I was more of an entertainer than I was um, a content person. So, I mean, I look at it like I was a performer, but also that kill it and eat it business model was it, I didn't realize how distasteful it was until I got out of it. And now I look at speaking as supplemental income, you know, but I'm not saying my way is the way because everybody has their own path. As I said, um, I forget the question, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll just, we'll just take that straight into the last question. What's the last piece of advice that Patrick Henry would like to give everyone in the speaking business? Most of you have yards, and in yards grow weeds. <laughs> Go and buy lawn art. Become a family herbicide for people who care about the environment and their dogs. That was that was an unpaid for commercial for uh, Monarch Kim. No, seriously, what 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 what's one thing? You've been around this business a long time. What's one thing if someone came to you and said, "Hey, the business has been shaken upside down and tossed all around," you know, what advice would you give to a speaker? Become indispensable. What I'm going through now or what I've gone through has been so enlightening to me. And it's interesting that I have a college student who's getting ready to go through a very similar thing. And then the advice I'm going to give him is wherever you go, become irreplaceable. Learn so. I mean, there's two types of people in this world. There's that's not my job kind of people and give me the heavy end kind of people. If you're a give me the heavy end kind of people, you're the one who goes outside of your job description as a speaker. And then you're the same way. I know you show up to an event and it's like, I work for you for the next 24 hours. You need to help move in chairs. I'm your guy. You know, you, you become part of their team. And um, when you become indispensable like that, when you become indispensable, you're irreplaceable. Awesome. Well, Patrick Henry, thank you so much for coming back to Speakernomics. It was great to talk to you as always. And uh, hopefully we will see you at Influence 2022 in Nashville, your old hometown. Oh, yes, you will. And uh, we've got lots of great stuff planned. So um, 
I'm, I'm so thrilled as you all are seeing all the, all the numbers coming down um, in related to the pandemic. And so that means convention uh, attendees attendance is going up. And so we're going to make Nashville the best convention ever. And um, I can't wait to see you there. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for being here and thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. You know, I'm working really hard along with the staff from NSA to make Speakernomics the indispensable podcast for everyone in the speaking business. So join us here every single week for more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to make more money as a professional speaker. And always remember the motto of this podcast, speak, get paid, repeat. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.